Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Eric Calvino. Yep. And Ivan Ocampo. Hello, hello. We are going to get into all sorts of stuff, including uh, the passing of Stephen Hawking, a funky cigar that we're smoking right now, St. Patrick's Day things, which is connected to the funky cigar in a funky sort of way, and... uh, Nicaraguan trips, all sorts of things. But before we get into all that, a word from our sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villager La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villager La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. All right, and we're back. As always, we're starting this episode's jibber-jabber with a featured cigar. This is what we'll be smoking for the duration of this episode of the podcast. We are here with the Muat Kentucky Fire Cured Swamp Rat. So um, people who are familiar with Kentucky Fire Cured know this is the, uh, the Fire Cured Tobacco uh, Cigar Line from Drew Estate. This is a little bit different. Uh, before we get into that, though, I will read, as we usually do, uh, a little bit from their website about the cigar. Quote, This thing should not be. And it's a deeply disturbing, yet pleasing smoke. Deep in the swamps, it is lurking, waiting to be discovered. By pairing this deliciously sweet candela wrapper with the smoky and tasty Kentucky fire-cured tobaccos, an eerie mystery has been revealed. For a unique and powerful experience. Okay, Nick. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, Wait, you worked that, buddy. Oh baby. So uh, so yeah. Um, Swamp Rat was uh, was part of a, a group of uh, like three quarters candela wrapped cigars. So there was Swamp Fang Robusto, which was a five by fifty four. Swamp Fang Toro, six by fifty two. And then the Swamp Rat Toro, which even though it is also a Toro, is a slightly different Toro at six. By forty six, so we're smoking that yeah, six by like four, like a large Corona. Yeah, so so we're we're doing the uh, the six by forty six Swamp Rat. Um, it's uh, it's got a Candela wrapper, which uh, for those of you who are not aware, Candela is uh, is a green tobacco. Uh, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea with Candela Candela translates to candle, and the idea is that it's a higher heat. Candela from, is fire. Uh, uh, yeah, right, um, and it's it's a higher heat. Uh, curing so it retains some of that chlorophyll yeah it fixes that that color exactly during curing right exactly so um and then at least according to what i was seeing online um the binder and filler are a mystery as is suggested by by that stuff that i read earlier so we know that three quarters of this roughly maybe even a little more than three quarters is covered in candela and then the uh the portion above the band has a Kentucky Fire Cured wrapper. Yeah, so on your on your lips, you've got the Kentucky Fire Cured, and then what you're burning is the candela. Exactly, yeah. So um, 
So it's a little bit different from from the other KFC stuff, which didn't have this Candela wrapper. Uh, and to me, anyway, it sort of tempers that smoky totally. KFC thing. What do you guys feel about it so far? Is there any uh, fire cured tobacco in the filler? It's a question, so we don't uh, we don't know. It's okay. a question, but I, but I think but I there think is. It would, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, okay, because the aroma I'm getting of the fire cured tobacco, I get it from the entire cigar. Well, yeah. well, the and I don't know. We could cut this guy and figure it out, but uh, I'm gonna guess that the entire cigar has been wrapped in Kentucky fire cured, and then the uh, candela is a secondary wrapper on top of it. Okay. That would be my guess. All right, we'll we'll cut it before we get to the band and okay. figure it out. So it is an inter- interesting aroma it has. No doubt, man. It's freaking barbecue and grass and... Copenhagen. <laughs> it does have a little Copenhagen. You're right. I, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way. But, um, but yeah, well, so why are we smoking this, Nick? We are smoking this because uh, it's St. Patrick's Day on Saturday. And we thought we should do something green. Um, and as everybody knows, St. Patrick was born in a swamp. <laughs> uh, so... This was just swamp and limerick fitting all around. That's why he had that relationship he had with rats and and the whole thing. So swamp rat for St. Patrick's Day, um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm into it. You know, I, I actually like these uh, personally better than I like the core KFC stuff. Um, me too, me too. Because they, they they have a it's a unique profile, right? You don't find this uh, every day. And the uh, although the regular KFC is also unique. Right. Right. I mean, that's, uh, but it, to me, is a little bit overpowering. Whereas this, like you said earlier, tempers it. This, yeah, this brings it a, a, a little bit of balance. Uh, that, and I, I talk to people who are all about KFC. Um, but for me, oh, yeah. for me, uh, I like just the hint. Um, so anyway, uh, we will revisit this cigar. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to be talking hey, so about what's. Without, oh, having sorry, the, without having to cut it open. Uh, the Kentucky Fire, so the entire wrapper is Candela, and then the Kentucky Fire Cured is ah, on top of it. Okay. So, which makes sense because you can see it when you uh, exactly. That's yeah. exactly why I looked because I saw yours. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's Candela all throughout the whole cigar, and they they put uh, a section of of Kentucky Fire Cured wrapper that uh, that ends under the band. Um, in the next issue of Cigar Snob Magazine. We will have a lot of content related to boats. So word, um, Eric, you were on a boat. Yeah, yeah how'd yeah. that go? It's all a, I was born on a boat. No, <laughs> in a swamp. <laughs> in a swamp with a thing and a rat. No, uh, oh yeah, we did the. Uh, I think we talked about it, but we talked about it briefly in an earlier uh, episode. But yeah, we we took uh, we took old Nestor Miranda out for a boat ride. Uh, hit a bunch of different spots throughout Miami that uh, that you can that you can dock uh, dock up to, right? So that was pretty cool. And then the next day we went and hung out with uh, Victor Calvo, Charles Lopez of uh, Yayao, uh, Miguel Pinto. Yeah, Victor Calvo Jr. and Miguel Pinto of Victor Calvo Cigars. So we went up and visited uh, Miguel's store, which you can't. Uh, pull up to on a boat, but it is very close to uh, to a dock. So what we did is we docked at Duffy's and uh, and then took an Uber. Actually, Miguel gave us a ride uh, to his store. But uh, but yeah, you'll you'll be able to read about all of that in the issue coming out next week. So cool. got a whole travel piece and 
And the idea is to give consume or give readers uh, kind of a a blueprint of how to do that themselves if they want to if they want to travel down to Miami and 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 take that kind of trip we give you uh give you pretty much the itinerary there from top to bottom even a place to stay so i think Miami's one of the only places you can really do that at least in the US i don't know i don't know about that i've never researched it but i think there's other places maybe on on rivers uh or bays out on the west coast that you can probably get to a couple of places. But no, you're probably right. This might be the better, the one of the better locations. Well, I mean, you know, we went out to Key Biscayne, had lunch out there, uh, which for those of you that don't know, is a key out in the middle of uh, Biscayne Bay. Uh, and then we came back up into the river. We went to places on the river. We went up the intercoastal and visit. So... I don't know if there's a place that has such a large geographic area that you can go up and down and with a variety of different uh, options. You know, Key Biscayne being, you know, one side of it being facing the ocean and the other side being on the bay. Yeah, it's got, you've got a variety of things you can do. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool to, to do that and smoke cigars throughout because all these places that are on the water, they have a terrace. Mm-hmm. So you can smoke cigars and the cigars are welcome just about all those places so the timing was interesting too uh interesting too because the boat show was going on at the same time the boat show was going on which made it a little bit difficult uh to get dock space but we were able to do it yeah so <clears throat> yeah. so we talked about the boat show before um, yeah yeah only only one of us here though is a boat owner yes that is you eric yes so tell us a little bit how long have you been a boat owner well so my dad has had a boat my entire life, okay? But that, I'm not counting that. Sure. As far as me owning a boat myself for the last four years. So there's that, that cliche of the, the two best days of yep. a boat owner's life or the day he buys it, the day he sells it. Yeah. Now, again, because of the way that I've grown up in terms of my family always being boaters, I, I don't really fit into that uh, because... We do use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's it's in the Keys at a friend's house. But now when the weather gets good, uh, once the summer rolls around, we start to go out on that thing all the time. So we go down to the Keys, and we'll, uh, we'll spend the day out on the boat. So we use it a lot. But I do understand what, when people say that. Yeah. Right? Because there's a lot of expenses on a boat. Like, for example, I'm saying that about how we're going to go out in the summer, and we'll take the boat out. Well, before I do... I will have to, like, for example, I know I need to change the hubs on the trailer. Uh, there's a bunch of things that you'll always need to fix before you start going out because you don't want things breaking down. So you got to do an old change. You got to change all these little hoses that start to get uh, cracked and, and sun sunburnt. So, yeah, it, it's you got to really like it. Yeah. Otherwise, just charter a boat. Right. Ivan, do you do a lot of boating? Uh, yeah. I, I enjoy wearing the captain's hat. Right. Uh, <laughs> Even when you're not on a boat, drinking Bud Light when I go out there. So yeah, I drinking love boating. Bud Light. Now that I that I don't subscribe to. Oh, don't knock it, man. I just man, I, if I'm gonna drink something, I'd rather drink something good. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. Ivan, do we have a, do we have a debate, bro? The but the great Bud Light debate <laughs> of Bud 2018. Debate. No, I just if I'm gonna drink, I I want to drink something good. So. I, I probably will pass on a Bud Light all day. 
What are your... Okay, so so there's a question, right? Somebody comes in from out of town, and maybe they're not as familiar with local beers. That's a thing that somebody would stock up on. What do you recommend they take out on a boat? So first, you want to get you want to get canned beer if you're going to be on a boat, right? Because, I mean, you can obviously deal with bottles, but if you're going to be boating in, say, Biscayne Bay, uh, which is a, a national park, they're gonna they're gonna want you to, and you're gonna you're planning on going ashore on on one of the keys, like Elliott Key or something like that. You're going to you're gonna want cans because uh, the park rangers are gonna probably ask you to not bring those bottles aboard uh, ashore. So so you start with a can item. I like Dale's Dale's Pale Ale is a perfect canned beer for summer. It's it's flavorful. It's got a little bit of hops, uh, but it's not so heavy, right? I don't like heavy beers when when you're boating. But I also like for it to have flavor. So I think Dale's Pale is a perfect boating beer. I think we should look out, tell our readers to look out for the upcoming issue. We're also going to be going to have a, a drink guide. True. This so, is true. So we'll have some drinks that you can have on your boat excursion. Very good. Now, before we transition to a topic we already brought up, St. Patrick's Day, we have some things to say about our friends at El Galang Cigars, a sponsor of this episode, El Galang Reserva Especial comes in four sizes, all box pressed. Airosos, which is a 5x52, the 5 and 3 quarters by 54 Apuestos, the 6x52 Torpedo Gallardos, the 6x60 Obesos, all of which are 100% Nicaraguan cigars with Jalapa Oscuro wrappers available in stores nationwide. Check out their website at elgalangcigars.com or look for them on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. El Galang Cigars. E-L-G-A-L-A-N Cigars for El Galang Cigars. I like that Reserva. Reserva Especial is good. It's, good. it's a solid smoke, man. Absolutely. We, uh, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. I love that smoke. Love the people behind it. It's good stuff. So he did some... Uh, was this the first year that he did tours with Puro Sawad? Yes, it was. Uh, that's going to show up. Uh, some shots there are going to show up in the uh, in the upcoming issue also. Yeah, so this next issue of the magazine will have uh, a whole bunch of photos so that if you missed it, you can take a look at what it was like to be at both of the big uh, cigar festivals at, the, at Puro Sawad, which is the Nicaraguan festival, and Pro Cigar, which is the Dominican one. Um, and we've talked a little bit about that, but w- w- were there things that made it different for you this time around? Puro Sawad. Oh, you weren't I, there very long, but I no, I I really did. I, I only showed up that that last night, right? Uh, which was the gala, and I think the only different thing about the gala was that I presented uh, Placencia cigars with the right, cigar of the right, year right. plaque. Yeah, uh, but no, it it uh, it was great. I just like I said, I was only there the last night. Yeah, well, maybe next time you'll be luckier, like the luck of the Irish. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day on Saturday. What do you guys do for St. Patrick's Day? Well, so we've got a lot of work to do. So I I probably won't be partying it up too much. But right. we are bringing in some food coloring. And we are going to dye our uh, Freedom Tower from the tank brewing, which we have here on, on tap at the office. So we are going to have that so that we can, uh, we can celebrate a little St. Patty's here in the office. Cool. And we'll find some other green cigar to smoke. Yeah. But yeah, it's not going to be a big party weekend. It used to be, right? We used to go to John Martin's and get stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of good parties down here. My wife's out of town this weekend, so I'll be babysitting. 
Ooh, yeah, that's that's fun. That's what happens when you get old. That's fun. What about you, Nick? You're 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 the youngest one. I might also be the most boring one. Uh, yeah. I, I've never made a big thing of St. Patrick's Day. I think the 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 most St. Patrick's Day e thing that I've done was was in college. I think college towns, obvious for obvious reasons, are very into St. Patrick's Day. Same reason as Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, just a lot of beer. People are into it. Uh, but yeah, I went to school in Columbia, Missouri. So not a lot to do except look for excuses to drink and be on the street, being on the sidewalk, and all that sort of thing. So this is the day to do it. If you're going to pee on a sidewalk, <laughs> pencil be, yourself be in for Saturday. <laughs> Don't do it uh, in, in New Orleans. Right. <laughs> um, any any past St. Patrick's Days that come to mind? Well, you forget <laughs> everything yeah. about them. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we used to have a we used to have a good time at. Uh, at John Martin's in Coral Gables, growing up here, old Ocampo and I. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny people make a thing of of like the the cultural aspect of it and the like how you know the Irish feeling this. But honestly, like being Cuban, if there was a day of the year where everybody just got drunk on rum and wore guayabas in the street, I'd be super into it. Yeah, <laughs> no be problem. All with about it. that. Like I have no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> um, I will gladly trade. Uh, with the Irish for a, a day of everybody pretending to be Cuban and drunk. Um, hey, you know what we've uh, left out of the the boating thing? Uh, oh. The boat names. Boat names, that's right. I totally glossed over that. That is not cool by you, Nick. I know. So in the story uh, that's going to show up in, in the next issue, we we chartered a boat that was called Seagar Life. Sea uh, as in... The, the, sea. the old man in the sea, yeah. uh, Gar Life. So, anyway, I thought that was a cool name. And down here in South Florida, you see a lot of interesting boat names that have the word cigar in it, right? So, if if you had a boat, what name would you give it that was cigar-related? You got anything, Ivan? Tits and Ash. Tits and Ash. Hey there. Somebody's got that. I probably stole that from somebody. I don't know how I, good, I pulled that out. The first thing that comes to my mind is V cutter. Mmm. So yeah, yeah. I put a lot of no. Mine, mine, mine would be boring. What but, you got? But no, it'd be like something like Ligero Living or Ligero Living. So Ligero being that you know it's light living, but tobacco reference. So if you see any of these boats on the water, you know who they belong to. <laughs> um, I wish I could remember that. There's a bunch of cigar industry guys who have boats that have. Cigar names. Yeah. And I just can't think of any right now. We'll have to come back with that. Maybe if, if we... Ever do another boating issue? Well, we can edit it into here. We have the, we have the technology okay. to, uh, to look it up and edit it in here if, uh, if we figure it out. And if we don't figure it out, then too bad for you. Um, back to this featured cigar. Uh, again, we are smoking the Muat uh, Kentucky Fire My Cure. Uzi weighs a ton. Right, but they're supposed to just I say know, Muat. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Uzi weighs a ton. Um, I just like that song, though. It is good. It is, and my Uzi ways. I mean, it's a shame that they can't run with my Uzi ways a ton because that is a cool ass name. Um, we did a, a shoot with my with uh, with Muat. We did. Yeah. Well, this was before before I Muat was cigar, before yes. I was in the Wii. Uh, although I think I wrote something as a freelancer in that issue. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> only photo shoot with an actual Uzi in it. So that's right. There was an Uzi in that photo shoot. Not the only one with guns, but the only now one with an Uzi. Right. Um, so how is it, uh, how are you guys feeling with this? 
It's mellowed for me a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Mellowed a bit. Uh, but still still entertaining. I mean, I'm still enjoying it. I know it, it, it's funky, right? So I know that we always end up... I always end up saying that I enjoy a cigar even though... Right? But but I do. I mean, I my job is to smoke a lot of different cigars. So I can appreciate uh, the things that are well done about it. And you know what? The construction is solid. The flavors that it's going for are funky, but they're there and they work. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing offensive about it. So, uh, I enjoy it, man. I would, I would do it again. I thought it was mellow from the beginning. It really didn't come out. It hits you in the nose at first and that's about it. That's about it. And once you, you light up, it was, it was smooth all the way through. And I, I like that they, that they went with the, the fire cured stuff just on the, on the top of the cigar or not just there. I'm sure there's more in the filler, but it's nice to, even though you're burning that candela, you get the, the flavors on, on the lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a, a cool balance that comes there. I know we talked about balance the first time around, but but I think the that achieving it that way with balancing what's on your palate with what's on your lips is kind of an interesting way to, to go about it. So Yeah, I don't know what, what, the, what the conversations were like when they were first blending this cigar, but I imagine someone saying, like, well, yeah, I mean, the candela, the aroma is nice and it's interesting and different. But, man, I don't like that green stuff on my lips. Yeah. Oh, why don't we put some Kentucky Fire Cured on the end? Yeah, yeah. It almost seems like they went through that, right? I think it's a well-thought-out cigar for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I, I enjoy the, the Fire Cured, uh, that flavor that it has on, on your lips and on your tongue. So, yeah. I dig it. So, this is a, a very unconventional cigar but uh, in this next issue of the magazine, there will be an article about uh, my visit to Nicaragua to meet the makers of what are very proudly conventional yeah. cigars. Ultra conventional. Ultra convention. Um, so in this next issue, there's going to be a piece on Aganorsa tobacco and the people behind it. Um, Eric, you've, you've been, uh, the, the magazine started at, just before the time that Eduardo Fernandez came onto the scene, because um, I, I think he started buying land or, or started planting in the late 90s. Um, I think it was like 97, 98. So what's your perspective been on... Well, on... the magazine started in 2006. Right, no, but what I mean is that, that by the time he was putting cigars in the market and distributing that, I mean, they, started, started, they started planning, right? Yeah. So, so it was a while before they had built their stockpile of tobacco and were the force that they are now. For sure. Because um, even though they have this massive amount of land right out of the gate, you still have to grow and harvest and, and age. age. Yeah. So what's what's your perspective been on uh, on the sort of timeline of that company over the last maybe like twelve years or so? So the the one thing that I've uh, that I've noticed has changed, uh, just slowly changing over the course of the, of the last 12 years is the respect that, uh, that the other growers and, and the cigar makers have for, uh, the, the operation, right. For Agonorsa. They, uh, when they first started, it was almost like, look at the, here's another guy with a lot of money coming into this business and, uh, and blowing it all, uh, with all the stuff. He doesn't know what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then, and also the tobacco not being very good. I, I would hear a lot of stories about that. Yeah. And then just little by little, people just going, holy shit, these guys are doing something really good. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that change has been remarkable because 
there, there, there have been a lot of guys in this business that have come in with a ton of cash and blown it all. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's nothing new. It, it still happens to this day. How many guys have a Wharton degree though? That is true. So for for clarity, because um, some people may not be aware of the of the names of all these things, right? So, um, and there, you'll have the opportunity to dive deep into the story in the next issue of the magazine. But Agonorsa is the name of the agricultural conglomerate that was started by Eduardo Fernandez when he went to Nicaragua after. Um, few years after selling his uh, shares in Telepizza. So he and his brother founded Spain's biggest pizza delivery chain. Uh, so he decides, oh, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Go to Nicaragua, going to be a farmer. Uh, that sounds like a cool way to do it. And next thing you know, he, uh, he's got all this incredible tobacco, uh, in large part because he, he brought all these Cubans in. Um, and this is what literal we're talking Cuban about. People, yeah. Not Cubans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, literal Cuban people in from Cuba. Uh, and this is what we were talking about with the ultra convention, right? So he came in totally as an outsider, but brought in these super traditionalists. Expert expertise. Yeah. Uh, and, and so their factory Tabsa, which, uh, is in the process of, uh, a bit of a rebrand. So it'll also be known as, as the Aganorsa factory, uh, is where a lot of Casa Fernandez stuff is made, as well as products from Warped, Illusion. Is it Illusion or Illusioni? I think... I don't know. I always say Illusion. I think when I spoke to Dion, he might have said Illusioni, but I don't know. Uh, Illusion, Illusioni, Foundation. Viaje. Viaje. Um, Sentecado. Some HVC. Uh, so, so a lot of very well-respected uh, cigars from brands that are known for... Um, for their commitment to traditional methods, and a lot of that is because they have access to all of these traditionalists with incredible tobacco uh, at Aganorsa. So uh, that'll be in the next issue of the magazine. Um, Ivan, do you have any favorite Aganorsa slash Tabsa slash Casa Fernandez cigars? I know we had that that top twenty-five, uh, the Miami from from their Miami factory. But do you have any any that jump out to mind? Um, I love, I love their cigars so much from their private labels to their own, um, God, probably the, the regular Casa Fernandez Aganorsa. Mm-hmm. Both of the ones in, in our top 25 are tremendous, right? That, uh, San Isidro, the HVC San Isidro. Right. And the, uh, Casa Fernandez Miami Aniversario. And the Syndicato Miami. And the Syndicato Miami, also excellent. But if I had to pick one, I would definitely go with that uh, that Lancero, the Casa Fernandez Miami Aniversario Lancero. Good God, that's good. Yeah. So coming back home from Nicaragua, we are right on the cusp of March Madness. So every year we uh, we do a little bit of a March Madness bracket pool here. Uh, what are we What are we all throwing into the pot? This time around, was it two bucks? Yeah, two. two. I'll go five. I'll go whatever you guys want. Five. Let's round five. Oh okay. man, oh, he, been... he's feeling cocky. Oh. Two buck chuck over here. He's feeling cocky. <laughs> two buck chuck. <laughs> Come on, Ivan. What's your what's your approach to to putting your bracket together? Okay, full disclosure. I probably watch two college basketball games a year, so, and it's if it's usually a better team. Whatever game that is that I watch, that's probably the team that I'll write out if they look good in that game. 
to the end of the bracket, and then everything else I'll pick a favorite. I don't I don't like picking a lot of upsets because I've tried that in the past, and I end up with a bracket full of losses. So I'll just take all the higher seeds, and then one of the games, one of the teams of the games that I watched. That's what I do. I yeah, I don't have a, a real you know I'm I'm very systematic in most things in life, but uh, but when it comes to picking uh, my bracket mascots. No, no, I, I I like I'll just feel it out, and I always do horribly, so it's not like a, it's a system that works. But uh, yeah, it's a combination of of trying to feel out what upset, right? Because otherwise, I'm going uh, I'm going with the favorite, and then trying to feel what upset, right? Sadly, this year, one of the upsets that I'm feeling is against my own team. I'm feeling that Loyola Chicago team upsetting the Canes. Why? That team, that's a good team. That's a good team. They, uh, from what I heard from the uh, Laranega press conference, mm-hmm. that team has only lost twice when they've played uh, with their starting point guard, who is back from injury. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm, you our Canes team is a young team. They're, they they get rattled. You heard it here first, folks. Lead pipe lock, Loyola of <laughs> Lead Chicago. Pipe. Lead pipe. Lock. Call us at one eight hundred three two five four forty six hundred if you want more pictures. You know the only person who references a lead pipe lock is a degenerate gambler. <laughs> There's ha- more than half the listeners out there have no idea what the hell lead pipe lock is. I'm lost. Yeah, I know. I mean, I kind of kind of figure more or less, but, but so yeah, there um, is these uh, these guys who who will rent out radio airspace on like saturday mornings and uh and give you their picks and the idea is they'll give you a a lock a lead pipe lock for you to call in and uh i don't spend a couple dollars i don't know you you do this i don't oh i do this (laughs) my only lead pipe lock is whenever you say give anybody the kiss of death saying that they're gonna win yeah i am i go the other way i am deadly oh boy so right now i think i just uh, subversively screwed up Loyola. Of course. <laughs> Way to go, Canes. Good win. <laughs> what's the What's the best you've ever made out, either of you, in uh, uh, there was wh- whether this it's this or any Beckner. other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whether it was March Madness or any other uh, any other game or sporting thing that you that you bet on, what's the best you've ever done? Or the worst you've ever lost? Probably, I would like to say just a thousand bucks. Maybe two hundred. Maybe two hundred. If the IRS is listening, <laughs> Eric. No, I don't. I really don't gamble. I don't. I, I I enjoy it. I watch all the stuff, but I don't gamble. You're a, you're a slots guy. No, I, I don't. I don't throw away money. It's just not something I do. Yeah, I want to say that my the peak of my of my gambling success was like a ten dollar Brown Derby win, mm. something like that. So. Nice, the Derby. Yeah, the Derby. Yeah, the Derby's a big deal. Here in South Florida, anyway. I like love betting ponies. <laughs> All righty. So, with that, we will hear from our show sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars is celebrating 130 years in tobacco and unveiling its first-ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. It's a follow-up to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. The Nicaraguan Puro 
is wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano Oscuro wrapper and boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villager La Vencedora is a palate-pleasing, full-bodied yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. Make sure that you visit Villager online at villagercigars.com. Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash villager.northamerica. Twitter at Villager Cigars, that's cigars with an S at the end, and Instagram at Villager Cigar, just Villager Cigar, no S at the end, on Instagram. All right, and we're back. As always, we are going to wrap up with our parting recommendations. This is the portion where we let you know what you should eat, smoke, drink, buy, watch, do, or whatever else it may be. Guys, what are you recommending to the people? To the people. Ivan? What do you got, Ivan? Um, I have a libation. I don't know where I got that from, but it sounds retarded. I like the word, though. Okay. Classes it up. So, before you start talking shit, (laughs) I've drank most of this bottle. Yes, you have. But it is excellent. So, I I don't know how we got it. Well, I do know how we got it, but whatever. You can... We can talk about it later. I have a bottle of Jack Daniels, Gentleman Jack, Double Mellowed. I don't know what that means. Tennessee whiskey. But it also has the insignia of Villager La Vencedora on it. So, this so yeah, pretty, that, that, pretty was the, that was the bottle that, that Villager sent in uh, as part of their, their campaign. They're doing a, a whole campaign with, uh, with Jack Daniels called a, the, the Jack Daniels Cigar Series. And it's a, a series of events that they're doing. There's there's uh, upcoming ones that as he pours out hey now. some of oh, it. Oh, <laughs> dude, have to get in. You weren't, yeah, you character weren't here, time. yeah. So uh. they've got a they've got some events coming up uh, as part of this Jack Daniels uh, cigar series. And so let me see. I got I got the uh, Sabor Havana March twenty second on a on a Thursday, six to nine. And you've got Tobacco Plaza in uh, in uh, New York. That's March 29th. And you got March 28th in uh, Weehawken, New Jersey, Havana on the Hudson. So anyway, those are, those are the uh, the three events coming up for those guys. They're going to be pairing Gentleman Jack with La Vencedora. So George, if you're listening, I'm coming to your event and I'm drinking all your Gentleman Jack. It's delicious. So Good you stuff. were Good stuff. you were mentioning earlier about the double mellowed. Yeah. So. The one of the things that that makes Jack Daniels distinctive is that they mellow their whiskey by filtering it through, according to this, ten feet of hard sugar maple charcoal. So I imagine that this either well, goes through that. By twice. the way, I've, I've been on the tour, and yeah. that is that is a hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. Like you see them doing it. Why would they lie? Well, no, you know that many of these companies bullshit, but oh. these guys they really aren't. Uh, and the day that we were there, they were they were burning. Uh, they were burning that maple to yeah. make more charcoal. So do they burn like pallets or something? It is a massive, uh, tall tower of pallets. Burning Man type situation. Yeah, cool. it's uh, it's impressive. But uh, but yeah, as you're as you're walking through a, a certain part of it, you'll see the the whiskey coming through, uh, just trickling down through that charcoal. It's pretty cool. Very cool. So I guess this goes through that twice. Okay. It's- Thanks for, thanks for clarifying that. Anytime. I was still going to drink it, well, even if they put it through it once. <laughs> or not at all. <laughs> but, uh, but no, anyway, th- those events should be cool. We're going uh, to go out there, right? Yeah. To support sure. Havana. Good stuff. Eric, any recommendations for the people? 
So, man, I've been uh, I've been using this Yeti tumbler that my brother gave me uh, a couple months back, and I freaking love it, man. Uh, so it's a Yeti tumbler. It's just amazing for coffee, for cold beverages, hot beverages. Uh, it like for example, I have like I've been driving a lot lately, mm -hmm. and so I'll stop at a Dunkin' Donuts, get a cup, get a, fill up the tumbler with coffee, and that coffee will stay hot till like four in the afternoon. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. As a matter of fact, here at the office, when I brew coffee here, instead of leaving it in the, the pot mm -hmm. on top of the burner where it dries out and changes in flavor, I'll just pour it into this. And I use it like a thermos almost. So anyway, totally impressed by the, uh, by the Yeti tumbler. And I've got a little bit of a trick that you can do to get them for a discount because they're a little pricey. It's like 25, 30 bucks for a tumbler. But if you go on Dick's Sporting Goods and you search Yeti tumbler, if you have patience, if you're trying to buy a Yeti tumbler like now, no. But you search for it, within a couple days, Dick Sporting Goods is going to send you a coupon. And you can use it to buy your uh, your Yeti tumbler. So, anyway, go out and get one of those things. They're freaking awesome. Yeah, I know you've you've mentioned more than once. Like no, you'll, come in, you'll come in with hot coffee, and at the end of the workday, it's still piping hot. It's amazing, man. It's steaming and everything. <laughs> it's just... It, like, you say it and you can't even believe it. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was bullshit until you opened it up at the end of a day. And I was like, that's the same I'll coffee. I'll pour it into a glass and you'll see the steam and you'll be mm, like, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. This might, this might be an item for a test lab. Cigar Snob Labs. Oh, very true. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea. Cool. Why, why don't you, th you only think of things when we're on the podcast? Is that what happens? I save my stuff for the you for on air, man. <laughs> write it down. Write it down, people. <laughs> uh, so, my recommendation is... A Netflix series that uh, the third season was just released. It is called Love, and it is not as uh, as cheesy or chick flicky. Yeah, as as that would suggest, it's uh, it stars Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rust. So Gillian Jacobs is um, an actress who you know from uh, Community, the sitcom. She was on Girls, Hot Tub, Time Machine Two, uh, and Paul Rust is. The guy who uh, who created the show and uh, and stars in it, so it's kind of like a rom commy thing, but more uh, more of like an adult comedy situation. So the whole thing is like he's a really geeky uh, uh, teacher on a Hollywood movie set for like kid stars, and she's an alcoholic kind of screw up character, uh, but very much worth watching if you're into uh, if you're into comedies. And something that uh, that your lady can enjoy as well. Um, Are you sure it wasn't the other? You sure it wasn't the other way around? Yeah, it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> no, she, I, I think she did pick it out, but it ended up being you, something that we enjoyed just as much. No, really, it's it's not because you see the 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 marketing mm. for it, and you think this is total rom commy insufferable stuff, but it's good. It's it's not. I wouldn't put it in the rom-com genre, despite the name and all that. So, do you get to pick any movies at home? I do, I do. I actually made my wife watch Schindler's List. She had never seen it, uh, and I've been on her for years and years. You've so. been on her for years and years. Thanks. Yeah. God. Well, you know, I, mean, I got it's, a view that's on it's her. Part of the way this works. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing. Nothing says sexy time like Schindler's List. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll tell you the funny part. I put in the second disc because there's a two disc DVD. I put the okay. second in first. And I go, this makes no sense. <laughs> oh, because you hadn't seen it when you did this. I hadn't seen it. Oh, I'm like, okay. this makes no sense. Starting so like, let's through. just go straight to sexy time. 
That's good stuff. Um, so I am going to make a second recommendation. I know I do this all the time, but this time is really not so much a personal recommendation as it is a, a response to some feedback we've gotten through the podcast. Um, and that is, I think some people are coming across this podcast who don't even know that we print a magazine. So, mm, good point. FYI to the people. To the people. So, the, the Cigars Knob podcast is a relatively new project of a magazine that has been around for quite a long time. Uh, you can check us out at cigarsnobmag.com and subscribe to the print magazine at cigarsnobmag.com slash subscription. That's six issues for $18. So, pretty good deal. You can also get on uh, on issue.com, I-S-S-U-U, and subscribe there. I-S-S-U-U dot com and look for Cigar Snob Magazine. Or they could probably just look up Cigar Snob, right? We're going yeah, 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 to be the only cigar, cigar snobs yep, on there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you'll get uh, you'll get an issue every two months. We got all kinds of stuff in there, some of which you've heard us talk about here on the podcast. But we have gotten notes on Facebook and social media from people who seem like they came to us through this podcast saying, hey, where do I get this magazine? I've never heard of you guys before. Uh, and that's only begun to happen because of this podcast. You figure, you know, most people before were finding our magazine, and then it's obvious enough that we have one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, cigarsnobmag.com slash subscription. With that... You guys have anything else for us? That's all. That's it. All right. So thanks for listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. You can find us again at CigarSnobMag.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Cigar Snob Mag. And look for Cigar Snob on Facebook and Google+. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Happy St. Patty's Day. Rest in peace, Stephen Hawkins. He's another MS. Stephen Hawkins. It's only one Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins. <laughs> Stephen Hawkins.